This is The Great Equalizer, a parenting podcast about the realities of being a mom or dad in modern Josie. We are your hosts, Sam and Charlene, and we believe we're all rocking the same kind of crazy. So let's get real, let's get honest, and let's have a laugh about the ups and downs of our current upside down. Hashtag no judges. This week on The Great Equalizer, Sam takes a step back. Charlene is soloing it and has her own date with destiny. And we play a little game of Am I the Arsehole? Parenting Edition. Hello. Hello. Happy Monday. Uh, thank you. How are you doing? I'm okay. I'm, um, you know, actually like I... I'm taking a step back. From what? From, yes, I want to say parenting, but it's, it's not strictly <laughs> that. <laughs> I if just, only. If I'm only that was a possibility. Towel, <laughs> I'm just, I, this, it's not for me. That's I it. think I'm going to give him back. You and parenting are not vibing. No. We're just. No, it's not that. I, I, I mean, Elijah was physically very dependent on me for a long time and then emotionally dependent and... Over the weekend and over the past few weeks, actually, I've started noticing a bit of a shift mm. where daddy is more. Whoa, daddy's a hero at the moment. Yeah. And it's never really happened before. We've always been, either he's been very marvelous or it's been like Ray and I have been on an even keel. Yes. And the other night, it might have been, I think it was Friday night because we had movie night and Ray shifted him from the couch to um the bed and um then we got into bed and a couple of hours later we hear Elijah on the monitor saying daddy daddy and I was just like what is you're up (laughs) (laughs) and Ray it's the first time it's been happening for him as well and he shut up and he's like mid-sleep and he's like I'm coming I'm coming my kid needs (laughs) me Super dad to the rescue. Yeah, and they, and I was like, do I feel bad? He asked for his dad and Ray feels important enough. Yeah. You know, and it's this new dynamic. Elijah never, ever hated his dad and was never put off by his dad and was yeah. never ugly to him. But it's really the first time that Elijah wants only his dad. He's like dad fuss, yeah. And at three years now, I'm actually super happy to take a step back and mm. be like, Ray, have have that moment. Mm. Um, and I think it's because of all the traveling as well that mm. I do it all often enough myself that I know there's going to come a day where Ray's away for two, three weeks, maybe longer in, in the next couple of months or whatever. And Yeah, let them have that time. Let them have it. They Ray does story time. Unless Elijah asks for mom, yes. Ray reads a story at night and I'm just... Happy to to play the second fiddle. It's also nice to have a bit of respite. Just yes, it's fine. For once, I get to not have to deal with the responsibility. It as much as that sounds awful because you do have. It's also moments that you share with your kid. Yeah. So, but it's you know what it is. It's taking my foot off the pedal, mm. and it feels good. Mm. Um, and then I never want to be the one to be like, yeah, cry for you. <laughs> Exactly. Now you should now you should experience what I've been going through the last three years. But Ray forgot to put a nappy on Elijah, who is party trained except for night weeks. Yes. Um. So he gets a nappy at nighttime, and Ray forgot to put it on him because we were out of routine. It was mm. movie night, and 
he just put him in the bed and mm. I didn't even think to remind him, yes. remember the nappy. And as he was calming Elijah, I think he was lying in bed for a little bit longer with him before he came to our bed and Elijah wet the whole bed. <laughs> and Ray was visibly annoyed. Now and he's I, wet and it's your half dirty cock yeah. sleep and <laughs> he brought Eli- Elijah to our bed and I sat up and I was like, and now just pissed all bed. And I was like, can I help you? No. And I was like, okay, okay, I'm turning over. <laughs> See you when you're done. Good for you for doing that. Yeah, I don't often do that. But like I say, I'm taking a step back and I was just like, well, I've often had to do that. I, I would have gotten up and helped. Uh, not because... What do you help with though? We weren't going to wash there. We weren't, we weren't going to put new sheets on at that point. He just put Elijah in bed with us. Oh, because you had bed. a dry bed and dealt with the wee later. We dealt with the wee the next day. And I helped with that the next day. Oh, I see. Okay. So yeah. I did ask. And if he said, yeah, please come and help me. I'm grumpy or whatever. I would have gotten up. But I asked. I offered. He said no. And I wasn't going to... I think if we had both done it there and then, we would have bickered at each other. Uh. So I left it. Oh, you see. And that that's the pain in the ass me that I am I would have there and then expect Rhett to we have to clean this up now so that's why I would get up and do it because I would want it cleaned there and then well look at me dropping my stand look at you you rebel the bed is fine everyone survived everyone survived nice yeah I must say like I'm on a roll you are bombing it mommy look at you so um, about that bombing at mommy, yes. my my key one for this week was that I had work to do. Mm. Um, but that morning, Elijah's now started saying he doesn't want to go to school. Or he's he's not. He just doesn't feel like it. Mm. And that one morning, I said, "I'll come pick you up a bit earlier today." Remember, he's there full day. Mm. So, so I got to the time that I said I would leave to pick him up, and I was like, "Shit, I haven't gotten through." Everything I needed, needed to get to, through. Yeah. And I was stressed and I was emotional and I was like, this sucks. You know, being a working mom sucks because you know what I'm doing now? I'm getting in my car I'm, and I'm going to go fetch my kid. He probably doesn't remember what I promised. But you have to do it because you promised. But I promise. have to honor that. Because what if he does remember? Exactly. Mm. And, and, or, you know, he gets to seven, eight years old and he's like, mommy always says she'll pick me up early from school, but, but she's she always never does. working. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be that mom oh, either. God, no, that'll kill you, yeah. So um, I picked him up early and I put him down that night and carried on working. And that's the way we do it, right? Yeah. Um, and then I also bought groceries this week. So yes. the fridge is stocked again. You are on top of I your am, game. Yes. Wow, yes. you're a badass. Except for, speaking mm. of your kid being damaged, my bad mom moment is that... Way too many times uh, this past week. I've caught myself, or mostly Ray has caught me, not responding to Elijah because I'm on my phone. Oh, shit. (laughs) I do that a lot. Yeah. And I mean, it's important to you and you're sucked into whatever it Mm. is or you need to finish typing a message or an email. I just need to finish reading this mail quickly or this person needs an answer right now. And so many times it's been like Elijah asking me a question, mommy. Blah, blah, blah. Mommy? Blah, blah, blah. Mo- and then I have Ray nudging me and going, Mommy? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh shit. Fuck it. You'll cuck about yourself much? So that's that. Okay. I will work on it. 
I'm a bad mom. Well, it is what it is, you know. You what you what what has it saying go? What you lose on the swings, you gain on the roller coasters. <laughs> I've never heard that before, but that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I think one of my friends says that. So. <laughs> um, yeah, listen, I think it sounds like your week is, you're basically trying to be me, right? Yes. You're soloing it this week, and you, now it's your turn to have a date with Destiny. I mean, what can I say? I just, you're just such an exemplary well, you know. person, and I just want to model my entire life on, on your existence. <laughs> you know what, Charlene, you're not made of wood. You are not made of wood, I understand. So tell us, what is your date with Destiny? Uh, Red's got a super hectic week. He's had quite a couple of quiet weeks, but the up next upcoming few weeks is like heavy, busy for him, early mornings, uh, late finishes. So he is not re- – during like the midday s- uh, stretch, he's got a bit of a slump where he's quiet, but early mornings and late afternoons, evenings, he's got a lot of work. So um, he's not there to do the drop-off with the kids and um, help with dinners and bath time and that kind of stuff this week. So I'm soloing those things by myself. I mean, you are soloing it because in the time that it's quiet for him, you're working. Yes, and the kids, and I don't have the kids. So Yeah, in the time that you have to parent, you're doing it alone. So yes, nice. and then I, um, I mean, we've been discussing it I've been needing to go for my annual checkup with the guy more than a year for more than a year as well and so I did I skipped last year's um checkup and like breast examination and the the usual checkup and so I'm going this week and it's just something that I needed to tick off my list and so I am proud that I have managed to do that well (laughs) done it's good um, good, good, good. But it's good because it is because you went. It's been weighing on my mind, weighing on my mind, weighing, weighing on my mind. And then when you had confirmed your appointment, I was like, just pick up the phone and make the appointment yeah. now. Just do it. And just an update on that, not to steal your thunder, but my pipes are clean and everything's fine. And I had a, it was the first time my gynae's ever done a breast exam. Oh, really? Yeah. I had no idea that gynae's do that as part of your... Maybe it was because of my age. Oh, no, but I've always... I don't know. I've always... Um, it's been brought to my attention that when you go to the gynae, just ask to do a breast exam. So for our listeners, like it doesn't matter actually what age you are, do it. If your gynae doesn't do it as part of your routine mm. checkup, make sure that you get – you might as well. Mm. It's a professional. You have, to do an, can you have to do once a year mammogram, um, pap smear. So if you're there, the doctor may as well just do the breast exam. Yeah, it's important, yeah. guys. FYI, I didn't know that, and now I know that. Uh, I did know, so that is part of why I'm going as well. Then I guess my bombing at momming list, let me just say, I had a freaking rough week last week. I said I'm, I'm getting mounting the horse again, but that fucking horse ran away. <laughs> I dawned off. I fell in its manure. It was, it was a, not a pretty week, it's but hey, here we are trying again this week. Well so done. My bombing at momming, um, I would say, was that in – amongst everything that happened to me last week, I still managed to get my kids dressed in like matching red and white outfits for their little Valentine's Day picnic at school. And they look pretty damn cute. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I managed that. And then um, I unfortunately have to say my bad mom moment was that I... It's also Valentine's Day related. Yes. That the the picnic uh, lunch that I 
meticulously uh, took such love and care and time to plan and pack for Joshua was just not good enough because when he opened it at school, he didn't like what I had packed him. And he was just like, when I asked him, why did you not have it? Because he doesn't eat much. So to make give him something special, he gets a peanut butter sami to school every day, which he's not fucking allowed to take to school because it's a nut-free zone. But the school has made special arrangement for... So that the kid can eat. So that the kid can eat something because it's like... Butter on bread or dry bread is are the options, yeah. And so um, the teacher just makes sure that he sits like not too close to the other kids and wipes the surface where he's eaten and he gets monitored because if another kid with a nut allergy gets in contact with the peanut butter, it'll be pandemonium. Game over, yeah. So thank you, school, for doing that. I know it's not allowed, but I decided for his picnic then, he loves chicken pops. And so I can't give him a peanut butter sami for his special Valentine's picnic. So I cooked some well, chicken pops. Well, I mean, pops. you can. I can, but, but you were being a, a kind it's mom. It's a picnic. It's Everybody's getting a cute, fun lunch. So now I'm not going to give him another peanut butter sami again. So I did have some fruit, yogurt, his usual salty cracks, and his staples that he likes because he eats nothing else. It's hard to treat the kid yeah. with something special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he loves chicken pops. So And I bear in mind, listeners... It's a school thing, so the request was for it to be a healthy lunch, am exactly. I right? Exactly, I can't just stick unhealthy things can't in there. can't just put like knickknacks and a chocolate and you not, on your way. Not that he eats that stuff, so <laughs> it wouldn't <laughs> even help me. It's I'm very limited in what I can put into his lunch box. So you thought the pops would be a win? Because he loves pops, and so when I got to school, the teacher was like, no, mom, he wasn't really that interested in his pops, but that also means that there wasn't a lot else for him to eat. So he hardly ate. And on that day, the school didn't make lunches because everybody a, had packed, had packed lunches. Yes. Lunch. So I asked him in the car why he didn't eat it. And he first said, because it was making me feel to vomit. And then I was like, why? You eat it all the time. Yeah. Why would it make you feel to vomit now? You absolutely love it. Um, you love chicken pops all the time. And then he said, it's because I hadn't cooked them. But it was because they Which were cold. They cold. obviously weren't crispy uh, anymore. And they were cold. So, fuck it. I had no good deed goes unpunished. I'm, well, just, you're, I'm firstly, just a loser. Firstly, you're a bad mom for, yeah. for packing just the wrong shit. <laughs> Look, how not, dare I? For not making sure his pups stayed warm and crispy. Yes. But also, <laughs> fuck that shit. <laughs> I think, listen, I think we've been judging ourselves way too harshly on this show. Look, I think you are right because I, I always battle to get a, a good mom moment. My, my bombing at momming, I battle to come up with. But my bad mom moments, they're, they're full up. Yeah, we can come up with plenty of ways of, of, in which we're failing, but we hardly ever chat about why we're winning. Mm. Why we're, it's difficult. It's difficult. You we feel like you're losing all the time. Listeners, we rack our brains before <laughs> we hit that record button. To That's remember hard. what we did that was good. So look, I, I think we, I decided that we're going to have a little fun with this episode. So I've been thinking that perhaps we should set aside our no judges policy for one episode and turn our attention onto judging other parents for once. <laughs> My God, dare I ask where this is going? You're about to find out. Please remember, what we say on this podcast can only be considered the gospel on planets Sam and Charlene, respectively. Our kids and husbands can be assholes and angels at the same time. And only we're allowed to say so. And lastly, by virtue of the fact that we are women and it comes naturally to us, we reserve the right to change our minds and or contradict ourselves whenever we so choose. And we don't want to hear a damn thing about it. Hashtag, Hashtag no judges.
Okay, Charlene, you know it's not in our DNA to judge anyone but ourselves too harshly, but I thought that today we could have a little fun with people who are asking our advice anyways. Sam, in my experience, no one, especially a parent, ever really wants anyone else's unsolicited advice, but let me hear it. What's the plan? Interestingly, I found a platform that does ask for your advice and wants you to place judgment on them, whether they're right or wrong. What the hell? Okay. <laughs> okay, do you know Reddit? Okay, I, I don't know it all that well, but I'm, I've glanced over it once or twice. Okay, so just... I've seen it. It's a social media platform and before anybody thinks that I've got my shit together and I know really what it is, you know how I always say like my friends keep me... Relevant? Yes, they, they're your little informants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and I, I don't know, they keep me relevant and cool and they just like let me know what's happening. Like yeah. Sam, just in case you didn't know. In the real world, what's yeah. happening in the real world this outside of your bubble. Yeah, this, this person is now president. <laughs> <laughs> you journo, you. Thanks thanks to my friends. <laughs> they're my most credible they, sources. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. So Reddit, yeah, the, they were we were having dinner the other night and they were chatting about this Reddit sub, with well, a subreddit. Sorry, look at me being cool. <laughs> <laughs> chatting about a subreddit, and I was like, "This is fascinating," which I'll explain now. now. But I, th- I thought I'd message my friend and be like, for our listeners' sake, who prob they don't know what Reddit is, if they're anything like me, and they don't have time to be on anything other than Instagram. How would you explain this? And because it is a bit much. Mm. I mean, it's Facebook, it's Instagram, it's now Snapchat, I still have it's to, yes, TikTok, another thing I have Twitter, to consume. Yeah. yeah. So um, Reddit is a social media platform that allows users to join communities based on their interests and to post content. It also allows other users to comment and vote on that content. Okay, so it's Twitter, but not. It's a conversation. It's a, con- it's a conversation and you co- can be community like, this of is people. my story. I have this what amazing story. What do you story. think? Yes or no? I'm just putting it out into the universe. And then you have things called subreddits. Okay. So you might have like a parenting Reddit. Okay. Right? And then there's a, a subreddit of like p- solo parents. Okay. Or And it gets so very So it's a subcategory specific. of that um, yeah. platform. Yeah. It could okay. be like Afrikaans moms who solo parents okay could be a subreddit okay if i understand this correctly and then you can post on there but it must always be relevant to solo parenting and being afrikaans okay for instance yes and they are just as you can imagine billions of reddits and subreddits that are being created on the daily is it mostly international content um yes okay Yes, so I don't think that you'd find Afrikaans. Yes, yet. Well, yet. at some point, but the maybe. South African maybe consumers will start probably start. Oh, God, <laughs> just enough. All right, let me just put that on my to-do list in and amongst mounting the horse. <laughs> okay. <laughs> maybe you should have a subreddit wow. about mounting that horse. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. We digress. Moving we swiftly digress. along. So... There's a subreddit that I found particularly interesting, which was the topic of our conversation at our friends' gathering the one day. Mm-hmm. And it's called Am I the Arsehole? And then I found them on Twitter. Okay. So they repost stuff on Twitter. The, it's called Am I the Arsehole? It's called Am I the Arsehole? So I've seen on social media, I'm an arsehole parent because... And then they, there's like a little picture of a kid 
um, and screaming. Yeah. And then it's, uh, I'm an asshole parent because I refuse to take my kid to the shop with the shoes that they didn't want to wear in the first place. And then yes. it's this whole little sequence yeah. of events. I'm an asshole parent because he's crying under the table. Mm. He put himself under the yes, table. Yes, I'm an asshole parent for not letting him lick the lollipop that he found in the trash yes. or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so it's, I suppose it's along those lines, but there are, so this is not strictly parenting related, but it um, is a subreddit that kind of people post their quandaries. And it's basically like, People got angry when I did X, Y, and Z. Am I the asshole? Am here? I the asshole in the situation? Or is there something or I'm not they, seeing? Are okay. they the asshole? Like, was I right? You know, when you like phone your friend and be like, "This just happened." Am I right? <laughs> or am I like, was I overreacting? Am I the asshole? Okay. And it's been so interesting for me because there's been a few um, parenting-related okay. ones that have come up. So I thought that um, we'd have a look at a few of the hundreds of am I the arsehole posts that I could find that directly relate to parenting. And then you and I can decide if that person is indeed the arsehole or not. Okay, this should be fun. Okay, so I think I'm going to do this. Is I'm going to read the post yes. to you okay, and listeners way in here obviously it's it's not live so you can't tell us directly but like when you do listen to us please feel free to whatsapp or dm us your thoughts on, on yeah. number one two or three let or four. us know what you think oh my okay. god i completely disagree with you guys because blah 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 cool um all right so the first one is am i the arsehole for calling the cops on someone who left their baby in a car even though they said they were coming right back Okay. So let me read what this person posted. And I and I have to say here, yeah, this was super this was an interesting one. This is what piqued my interest in the first place because you could see from the responses whether this person's the arsehole or not. You could see who were parents and who weren't. Okay. Because I'm hearing you, you read this and I just want to react. I'm like Okay, don't react yet. Okay. Let's first hear where this person was coming from. So I was at uh, the grocery store, says the poster, this evening. And as I was getting out of my car, I saw a woman leaving her car and going into the store with a young toddler, one or two, still in the back seat. I've seen all those news stories about parents who forgot they have their kids with them. So I said, oh, hey, ma'am, your kid is still in there. She said, thanks for your concern, but I'll only be a minute and kept walking away. I was stunned and for a second I thought that was all I could do, but it just occurred to me if something happened, would I ever forgive myself? So I ran up to her and said, ma'am, you really can't do that. And she said, I'm paraphrasing here, the person, the poster, you're clearly young. You might think you know everything about parenting and raising a kid, but someday when you have a baby, you'll have a day like this and realize how ridiculous it is to wake up a sleeping baby when you're just running in to buy one thing. I, the poster, started to respond, but she said, I don't have to explain myself to you. This isn't your child, and this isn't your business, and went into the store. I stood around uneasily for a little bit, two to three minutes, and finally decided I had to call the police. I did, and 911 asked me to stay on the line until police got there. Just as they were getting there, five to seven minutes later, the mom came out and I spoke with the police and gave a statement, but she was hysterically crying, saying she was just in there for a minute 
and why was it a police matter? Now I'm not sure whether I did the right thing. Could someone um, more objective weigh in? Am I the arsehole? Okay. <laughs> yes, like. What's your opinion? I see both sides. And I, I'm going to say that this person is the arsehole. For calling the cops? For calling the cops and destroying, like potentially destroying this mom's life. Um, if, the parent, if the police take it to another level, like there could be a court hearing, this kid could be taken away from, from the mom. And as we all know, that's not necessarily a good thing. And I just, I'm of the opinion that it's like, you did what you could, mind your own fucking business. And then also, <laughs> as a, like she, she approached the mom and she said, oh, I just want to make sure you didn't forget your kid in the car, like that happens. And the mom clearly didn't forget and was doing this on purpose. And it's just, I suppose here is where my no judges policy comes in. Like, fuck, I don't know if I agree with that. And I don't know if I would do that with my child. But at the end of the day, it's her child and it's not my child. And it's her jail sentence if she gets caught and it's not, it's not mine. These are, for me, there's a huge line that I draw where it's just like, I don't, I don't know if it's good for you to be a, using that product on your child or feeding your child this at so many months or leaving your kid in the car. And then I, I think also in the comments later, they do stipulate that it's a winter time and this is a Northern Hemisphere post and the car didn't get hot. So there was no risk of the kid suffocating. And I'm not excusing the mom, but it's actually, I'm of the opinion that it's not my business to have to excuse the mom or anything. I'm just like... I kind of see where the mom is coming from. Yeah, I am. I'm in agreement there. I can. I. I'm, I've had those days so many times where I have got two kids and the one sleeping, and you have to go in. Like Josh, I've had to pick Josh up at school, and Jess is sleeping in the car, and then it's literally two seconds and here it doesn't snow and get really cold. So to leave the car on with the aircon running and quickly go and get Josh. But this is South Africa. So it's a so it's major super different for us, right? But okay, that's my, I'm looking at it because it's my only frame of reference. Yeah. I think that mom was wrong for going into the store for, for doing that. I also think the person was wrong for phoning the cops. Yeah. Because I think there are other... If you were really concerned about the kid's well-being... Why didn't you offer to help? Even if the mom didn't want your help, just fucking stand there. Yes. Just stand there and check that the then kid was okay. Then you have been an arsehole. Yes. That mom would have felt so that guilty. So if something sure, goes wrong and the kid wakes up screaming terribly or the something goes wrong, you might not be able to get into the car because I don't know if the mom locked the car or not, but you would be able to then call emergency services or someone to help if the kid gets into trouble, make sure that no one takes the car or takes the kid or whatever. If the mom then comes back and she's like, why the fuck are you still hanging around? I told you I don't need your help. Your conscience is clear to know that the kid was okay and the mom is there and now safe and you can walk away. Calling the cops, ruining someone's life for one maybe small potentially, potentially yeah. bad judgment in just that moment i don't know I and think by the sound of it it sounded like this mom had and was having the shittest day mm. yeah. and i just actually wanted to give this mom a hug 
I'm not saying I agree. And I, I don't think I would ever leave Elijah in the car like that. Like, what was so pressing so, that you needed uh, yes. in that shot? So, if the question is, am I the arsehole for phoning the cops? I yes. say, yes, you're an arsehole for phoning the cops because there were other things you could have done to help the situation, to care for the child's well-being in that moment. Yeah. So, <laughs> that is the question. Yikes. Okay. So, next one. You ready for another one? Let's hear it. All right. Am I the arsehole? My mom is an influencer. I am sick of being a part of it. I had a no photos hoodie printed for me and one for my little sister. All right. Um, I'm going to read part of the post and just paraphrase because it's quite long. But I'm a teenager, says the poster, and my mom is kind of famous on Instagram and blogging. She had a mommy blog all when I was growing up. And of course, me and my sister were always involved. It sucks because there's so much out there about us and it's what's coming up when I'm looking for a job, when I'm dating, when anyone looks up my name. I found a website that will print custom jackets print, uh, with prints all over the front and back and arms and I ordered some hoodies that say a bunch of phrases all over them. Uh, the phrases are, no photos, no videos, I do not consent to be photographed, no means no, respect my privacy, no cameras, no profiting off my image. It sounds silly, but it looks pretty sick, actually. <laughs> I got one for me and one for my nine-year-old sister who started to not always want photos. And um, the mom got mad and she carries on to say a bunch of things. And um, she's edited to add a couple of more things that um, her mom always says all the mentions of consent and no means no and this body is my body. Um, that they imply something more inappropriate and that is really inappropriate to wear those words out in public. So that's the mom's argument. Mm. That's just like, hang yeah. on, you're making it of a sexual nature. You're not being abused. You, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like I said, I'm not going to read the whole post. It's super long. Get the gist of it, yeah. But this is interesting because it's so the, so... the question is, the kid is asking, am I the arsehole for having these, taking this stance and having these hoodies printed because... Um, my mom is doing this and I, I, I don't consent to it. Yeah. And I think this is pertinent because I think we're the first generation of moms who are able to document our kids in that way so very publicly. Yes. And I mean, we have on this show often discussed um, the internet and how public we are with images of our children and these episodes on these topics. So... If the question is, am I the the arsehole for having these hoodies printed uh, to stop my influencer mom from posting photos of me that I don't consent to, I don't think that the kid is being an, an, an arsehole. And kudos to you for taking a stand on that. Yeah. I, that, I, I admire that. So it makes me a bit uncomfortable, this, this topic, because I know, firstly, because I know so many people who do document their kids' lives and um, earn money off of it. And the thing is, when that becomes your income and then your kid suddenly goes, actually, I don't want that. What do you do? Yeah. What, what do you do? You've got to find another... Look, I, I can understand stream. that and I'm not judging. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with documenting your child or being an influencer and publicly showing your child's life. But... In the context of this question, when the child starts objecting to it or saying that I don't give my consent, it's their right to... Or unhappy with it. It's yeah. their right to be unhappy with it and that is really shit for you, mom, the influencer, 
But in my personal space, if my kid says to me, no, mom, no, I don't want you to do this, I'm just going to have to find another way to make money then. It's shit that it's come to an end, but that is, that's the nature of the beast. So now, have you ever thought that we're doing exactly the same thing? Maybe not with images. The whole world, whoever listens to this podcast, now knows. Here's our stories about Josh being circumcised and this and that. And, and they, know, they know that Elijah peed in his bed exactly. um, when he was three Josh's years old. Josh's tantrums and, and, and all of that. I know. Yeah. So we're documenting. So what do we do when our kids, if our kids ever turn to us and say, you got to stop? Then when that's what I they suppose s- we regroup. Then we regroup and we decide from there. There are other things that we can be discussing surrounding parenting that doesn't have to specifically mention Josh did this the other day. It might be something that has happened to him, which makes me think, hmm, I wonder if other parents struggle with this. So it could be a topic, but I don't have to give the backstory of this happened in my life and Joshua did this and now I'm asking these questions. There could be, and I think it's a discussion. Would would it be all right if I discussed it in this fashion and never mentioned your name? Um, it could be anonymous. It would just be, a topic for conversation we would get other uh, people to weigh in I don't know I think it we'd have to regroup when that happens but I would 100% respect my kid if yeah. he said no the same way I would expect anyone else to respect my kid if he said no I don't consent to yeah. that it's an interesting one mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to be you have to try be very objective yeah and I, I feel sorry for our generation of moms because we're battling this now for the first time we've got no one to learn from and it doesn't come from a place of malicious intent no and a lot of look there are mom it's bloggers a beautiful who are documentation exactly of what is of their lives yes right? so it's not only a way to earn money which is what's happening with a lot of influencers nowadays is that they are earning money off of um their kids images etc mm. um and getting free stuff and all of that and that's i think the judgment that is often placed on them but i've spoken to a few who are like i don't want to miss anything exactly of my child and mm. this is the perfect way for me to spend my they literally spend their days documenting their children's and lives it, what a beautiful creative way to do it as well because i mean you and i on this show talk about our lives and our experiences with our children and like you say it is a documentation not a visual documentation in the way that influencers and bloggers do it for example but this is still a record of the place in our lives we were at with our children at this stage and so it is a memorable something to hold on to but unfortunately it's reality it's not always going to be pretty yeah, and mm. I have to say as a side note, and what this like crops up for me is, I, and oh, this is where my judgment is coming through. Oh my God, I'm going to get hanged. Let's hear it. As a consumer, I really hate it when people put hearts on their kids' faces so that you don't see. Oh, so you just see the body. There's so it's like, like a, a family photo and then the kids' faces are like blurred, blurred but with like emojis or stickers or icons or whatever i fucking hate that and i'll tell you why yeah just don't post the picture then do you know what i mean like i don't okay I, it's different for me to do and but then it's a ton of effort so it's a really a quandary for me because your baby up until i mean elijah's still too young to consider that people can see documentation of his life or listen in our case yes um but even on Instagram or whatever, I don't block his face. I don't post a hell of a lot of him. Mm. But 
you know, I don't cover his face up with an emoji. And it's not to be like, oh, you guys are copping out. Da, da, da. It's just like, I wanna, if, I, if you're going to, don't tease me. Don't tease me. Okay. If you're going to post the picture, post the damn picture. Or do an over-the-shoulder shot so I don't see your kid's face. That's cool. But like to, some, it's like redundant to post that pic. Do you know what I mean? It's really just a personal thing and I might be being a bitch. No, I don't think you're being a bitch. I think it's your personal... It's really just my personal taste. But when I see mm. those posts, I'm just like, I, I can't... I'm just Why even read on. it? Yeah. Moving on, I'm scrolling. It's odd because that wouldn't bother... It doesn't bother you? Not at all, no. Because I think, my, just playing devil's advocate yeah, maybe the story behind the image is more the message than the actual visual image. Yeah, but then Instagram's the wrong medium. But maybe you're not a fae with all the different platforms. Maybe that's where you have I your suppose, biggest following. Yeah, but, so. And you, you have this on your heart and you want to get the story out. Ugh, so, guys, no judges. So it's just me. Swipe left, swipe right. That's just, what you're doing. Just carry on. <laughs> I like I carry on. I'm not on a rampage against moms who post the stickers over there. Like, I you, just move yeah, it's, on. It's I'm not, not for me. I'm not saying this at you. I'm just saying I'm I don't saying, subscribe I don't, to that. I don't, I don't vibe with that. I don't vibe with that. <laughs> <laughs> vibe is our new word <laughs> here today, in case you haven't in case you haven't noticed me Be saying it a million to, times. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I just... that That's a complete side note. Am I the arsehole? The, this kid? Should, the kid is not the arsehole. I don't believe that the kid opinion. is the arsehole, in my opinion, no. Okay. Shall we do another? <laughs> yeah, let's try. Okay. Am I the arsehole because I don't feel like discussing my pregnancy with other moms-to-be? Hmm. Hmm. This mom says, I'm about eight months and three weeks pregnant. I'm due within the next couple weeks. I'm huge, but I'm having twins, so I guess it comes with the territory. I'm also done as fuck with this pregnancy bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fat, tired, irritable. My rib cage is being used as a punching bag. I can't wait to meet the babies, but I'm sick to death of being pregnant. My whole life the last nine months has revolved around the pregnancy, and it's like I ceased to exist. Being there, sister. Who is this woman? I want her want to, to shake talk her to hand. her in my life. Yeah. She is like talking my language. Um, she says, I'm a vessel. No one cares about me anymore. It's all about the twins. Oh, Jesus, wait until these kids are born, lady. <laughs> Not to burst your bubble but okay so anyway the last few times i've been to my obgyn i've shared the waiting room with the same three women we're all due around the same time so we've been having similarly timed appointments the three of them enjoy swapping their stories but i couldn't give a shit <laughs> i'm about to have a doctor elbow deep in my ladybird <laughs> and i don't want to sit there talking about it all beforehand anyway i bring a book and try to tune them out but they keep trying to engage me engage with me i think I don't mind. Uh, I don't mind that, but all they talk about is their pregnancies and their babies. So I've started declining conversations in favor of reading. I don't believe I've been rude or impolite, but just said to them, "I'm going to read my book now," and I ignore them. But I had an appointment this afternoon, and my doctor sat me down and told me I've been making the other women feel uncomfortable because I'm unfriendly, and that his office tries to foster civil and friendly relationships. What? Don't place judgment yet. She hasn't asked the question, Charlene. <laughs> I wasn't satisfied by his lecturing me on how I should be behaving. Um, so I've switched doctors to another in the complex. Something I feel I, ha I shouldn't have had to do because I've been with the first doctor for several years. And now I'm faced with an unfamiliar person in my most intimate moments. Am I the arsehole? Because I just don't want to talk babies and pregnancy with other moms-to-be. And... Um, a small additive detail. This is a very, very small town in a very small county in the south. 
of I think the states where nosiness is like a culture. Okay. So I think maybe we shouldn't even have run this one because it's like I think we're on this lady's side, right? I think so. I just think it's your choice. I don't think that it's difficult to navigate those scenarios because there have been days where I just don't fucking feel like talking about it. But just to play devil's advocate here, honey, I hear you, I feel you, I salute you. However, this is but the tip of the fucking parenting iceberg, honey. You You are on the cusp of... A lifetime of yeah. people offering advice, talking about, um, is your kid in a walking ring? Is your sitting yet? Mm. Is your baby crawling? Playgroups, Unsolicited parties. conversation mm. because people are just hungry and excited for a sense of community and engagement about I mean, the, and this is why we're here, right? About the things are that here. they are experiencing. And that is exactly why you and I are here. So, unfortunately... I hate to break it to you, but you are, you're in for a very difficult time if this is the way you feel now already about being pregnant. Having said that, there's nothing wrong with the way you feel and you are going to have to, to cope with it. Unfortunately, you're going to have to deal with a couple more of those conversations and if you are going to let it get to you, you're going to make your own life very difficult. So it doesn't fucking matter what people think. If they think you're an asshole, sure, let them think you're an asshole. I do not think that that doctor... No, that doctor that was, was completely out, out of line. line. You are a doctor. You are here to give a service that we're paying you for. Fuck what you're so fostering what in your doctor's what rooms. Was that? And she said she wasn't uncivil or whatever. No, she just and said, I'm going to read my book now. And those other bitchy moms... Also well, to, that's where it also fucking to started. Them. Like, as who, well. who are you? What business is it of yours to go and to complain go to the school principal about so and so in the waiting room being rude? If it was not the doctor's staff member treating you poorly or being rude, maybe she was having an off day. Maybe her husband died and she's having to birth these two twins. That is a constant reminder of the fact that she's going to solo parent for the rest of her days. Maybe she and is. So maybe she doesn't want to talk to you about your solo baby while she's carrying fucking two of them. Maybe she is depressed as all hell maybe you don't know what's happening in her life also just like i applaud this woman for i mean when are you going to have time to read with twins in your life exactly you sit there and you soak up that you moment honey books you read your book yeah i okay i don't think she's the <laughs> asshole but i think she needs to keep in mind that this this is unfortunately her life for the time this being is your life mm. now mm. every single day at her drop off and pick up mm. people are gonna want to talk to you mm. Luckily, you and I like talking. Mm. I get in there and I involve people. <laughs> I know, I'm a what talker. Do you think? I'm a major oh, fucking talker. I, so if someone shuts me down or like, I'll just be like, okay. <laughs> Rhett always says, you cannot be held accountable for my reaction. You can't hold me accountable for my reaction if you have injected yourself into my space. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. you so got to be, be prepared for anything coming at you if you're prepared to inject yourself into yeah. my life. If you were a mom in that waiting room and the mom said, listen, I'm not, I'm not going to, I don't really feel like chatting. I just want to read my book. What would you do? I would, I would not, I wouldn't say anything. I'd just say, okay, and be quiet and direct my conversation to someone else. In my heart, I would feel stupid for having tried to engage with her and she's shutting and she me shut down. down yeah. So I probably would have felt like, hmm, you're kind of rude. But 
I will not engage with her again and I will just speak to those who choose to engage with me um, because we all have a choice. I will definitely not go run to the principal and be like, you know, that mom that comes here is so rude to me. Mm, Even if I do feel that she was rude to me, then next time I'll be like, you're fucking rude, I won't talk to you again. That's how I would feel and that's what I would do. I can't think of how that conversation between the other moms and the doctor would have transpired. You will be surprised, honey. I can't think. In a small community where, like, gossip and being in everybody's business, that shit that you see on the movies, that is legit how things go down. Mrs. would have been like, um, Sam, with all due respect, but, like, can we just look at your vagina Focus on the baby. (laughs) uh, This isn't, like, school classroom politics. Shame, yeah. Bizarre. Bizarre. I I hope she's finding some more time to read. I wonder if those babies were born. Shame. They must have been born already. (laughs) I mean, if she's still pregnant or if the babies have been born and whether she's just grown really thick skin. Yeah. I hope for her sake she has. Yeah, for sure. It's difficult (laughs) to be an introvert as a parent, right? It is because people are just all up in your business. And it's bad because I'm a person who's all up in people's business. Can I say, Elijah, and not that there's no moms that I don't like, but there's some moms that are like, I'm not vibing with. (laughs) There's some moms I don't vibe with at, at school or, you know, at playgroups and stuff like that. And not because they're, honestly, in my experience, I can quite honestly say it's not because they're bitchy or rude or the one is just very shy and um, it's, it's that person's kid that Elijah's chosen to spark a friendship with. <laughs> and I was like, how am I supposed to, like, have you in my house if you're, very, if you're so shy? Like, how are we going to – I know that I can't have a conversation with you. Like, it's very – it's not easy. It's not natural. It's going to be laboured. To it's be honest, be in those scenarios, I do, look, there's a mom at uh, Josh's school as well. Josh has just befriended this kid, and he, it's just like his best pal. And um, he's a, obviously a very likable kid because some of the other children have also – they talk about this kid very fondly. So once, once or twice we've had playdates or get-togethers where we've invited them to come along, and she's never really – she doesn't, like, respond? She'll, no, she'll say, well, um, I'll let you know and then just never let us know or uh, something like that. You see, so it has happened to you, something similar like that. Do so you don't take it personally, do you? No, I don't. You've invited. You've because expen- extended the invite. I will keep extending the invite until I get tired of extending the invite and getting rejected and then I will stop. Like, I'm not going to force yeah. myself on her. But, but Why don't you go rag her out to the principal, Charlene? Exactly, I should, because she's quite <laughs> bloody rude. I genuinely, the, the, my table's big, I'm going to continue inviting you if you, it, it's it's not a, you're invited with a, with an expectation. It, it, and, or an expiration date. Yeah, the yeah. invitation's the invitation. Like with anything, you have you have the right to decline an invitation. Or so and the same goes for engaging in conversation. When someone engages with you, the way you decline that, that invitation is by giving a, a short answer that yeah. doesn't open it up for future conversation. And that then tells the person, like, okay, this person isn't a talker or they're not interested. Yeah. Moving swiftly along. Communication, guys. Mm. It's so important. We keep learning this. Okay, last one. Am I the arsehole for not letting my parents buy presents for my children? Okay, Okay. let's hear the rest of it. I've got two children, four and five. Since they're so close together, they love getting the same things. They love matching. My eldest has long hair, whereas my youngest has shorter hair. Eldest is ginger and my youngest has blonde hair. Eldest is very quiet and gentle, whereas my youngest is very boisterous. I genuinely think my parents add this up to my eldest being more feminine than my youngest. 
While they buy my eldest hair ties, dresses, pink things, unicorns, dolls, Barbies, for example, they will buy my youngest jeans, tops, mostly blue things, stuffed toys, and honestly, just overall less feminine things. This wasn't a big deal to me. Gender stereotypes are overrated and girls can like blue and wearing trousers instead of dresses. The problem is my youngest thinks they're treating her like a boy. She wants dresses. She wants to be treated equally to her sister. I've told my parents so many times, hey, youngest likes dresses too, or could you just get matching presents? They've ignored me and the girls will mostly play with the presents my parents bought eldest and ignore the presents bought for youngest. They recently bought the girls a sticker book, one a unicorn and one a car one. I realized that despite how small, they'll never learn. Um, I've started to refuse to take clothes or presents off them unless they're similar to each other. This has led to a huge argument within the family about how I'm being nasty and ungrateful. Am I the arsehole? No, you're not an arsehole. You are the gatekeeper to your to your children you are the protector of your children you are the custodian of what is valuable to their upbringing firstly so by the same token when you are being judged for wanting people to wash their hands before they hold your newborn baby or any of those things it's part of parenting like me don't fucking like me if what you are doing is affecting my child negatively you can jog the fuck on yeah, <laughs> it's easier said than done because Especially there when are it's your parents and their grandparents because there are difficult making... conversations and yes, you don't want to make them feel like you're ungrateful. But your child is clearly expressing to you that it is hurting her feelings or making her feel ostracized to a degree, and you have to protect your child because if your child speaks up and says granny i don't like the present you've bought me what are they gonna think that your kid is rude you don't haven't taught mm. the manners and they're just damn ungrateful so no thank you mm. i don't think you're being an asshole also like there's a whole other phase of education that needs to happen here that's yeah there's not like, like a big deal like i'm not saying there's I call some conversations Elijah. to be had here i've i named my child a boy name and he has a penis and i don't call him they and them but I appreciate that they, I appreciate gender neutrality mm-hmm. and I'm all for um, buying my kid whatever mm-hmm. he wants. Um, no, not, no, not in that respect, but like buying, if he, if he chooses if he a, a pink doll t-shirt ins- with a girly unicorn or whatever on it, but he likes the look of it, then fine. Exactly. Then we'll go for that t-shirt or we'll... We'll I'm get not you going, the doll if you I'm want the doll I'm not going to instill that prejudice or bias in his mind. Yeah. Yes. So while my boy is a boy and seems to identify as a boy, um, I, I open myself up to if he wants to do other things then. And it, I mean, we've just gone through this enough in the Me Too movement and, you know, we're, we're calling a spade a spade here and this is where a lot of people and a lot of experts have been saying um, gender prejudice and gender-based violence is coming from. And look, I'm taking this poor woman's story and like putting in Blowing it agenda. up, yeah. But this is where it starts. And so like, it's so difficult though. Like I say, we're the first generation of moms to put our kids, to document our kids' lives on the internet for all and sundry to see. You have to... I I wouldn't say totally excuse, but you have to understand where grandparents are coming from. That she, those grandparents are probably trying to do right by the child and being like, we don't mind if she's 
um, more of a tomboy, we'll get her stuff that mm. we think she likes. And I don't know. I just I don't think they're listening. I think they're they have their own you know way of expressing that they support however the child's going to be, but they haven't learned that key lesson of neutrality here. They're allowed shock horror. You're allowed to like both cars and dolls. But what I'm thinking is happening, if I'm listening to what this mom is saying, is the grandparents are as just assuming that this kid only likes, maybe the kid once said that she wanted a car and they are now, they're not listening or paying attention to what the child's interests or likes or dislikes actually are. So I think what the injustice here is the same as when, say, a child is, um, identifies it's a girl but she identifies as a or it identifies as a boy and you constantly in the olden days you have to wear a dress you have to dre- wear a dress no boys wear that boys wear that I, I know people in my close surroundings that are gay and have been exposed to that kind of thing so this is the almost the same thing you're just assuming that this child maybe once this child liked something that was a little bit boyish that doesn't mean that she never ever wants a doll or a dress and what they're doing is they're ignoring the mom who is the gateway to the child who is saying the child also likes dresses the child also likes unicorns the child also likes dolls listen just be open and listen but for Charlene also for all we know this mom is trying to put it on Oh, you never know. Maybe the so kid. So we're coming up for the mom, but maybe the kid actually does, is more tomboyish and does enjoy all of these things. But and the, the mom, mom wants them to be the same. But the mom did say that the child has expressed yeah. to her that it makes her feel different or separate. So for now. So that's what the mom's, based on what I gather from, the kid is expressing unhappiness here as a result of these gifts. Mm. It is making her feel different or other or ostracized to a degree and she said and they play with they play with the older sister's toys when in the end they end end. up just playing with that so am i the arsehole for telling my parents to not buy presents anymore if that's the question no you are acting in your child's best interest because your child has expressed to you something and i think that you are just being a good parent yes you are going to be considered an arsehole in some circles and you're going to have difficult conversations with these people i don't believe that you're being an arsehole i don't ever believe that you're being an arsehole if you are just looking out for your child's best interest Okay, what's the bottom line? I think at any given time, any parent can be perceived to be an arsehole. Or any person... Any person, Any person approaching a parent can be perceived to be an arsehole. I think um, if you can just try and be mindful of people have a choice, A, it's their choice. Just because it's your opinion or the way you would handle things does not mean that that is the right way. Um, if we look at the first example, not to rehash that, but just because it was the mother's choice to leave the kid in the car and it was your choice to phone the police, 
doesn't mean that either of those two options are right. Were the best choices. What yeah. is the best choice for the child or the person in that scenario? What is the road with the least malice? Mm. I would say, look, we're all just people. We're completely flawed. And I don't think that you're ever going to have the right answer. But yeah, sometimes you are going to be an asshole. And sometimes you are going to be perceived to be an asshole. The bottom line for me is you and I are always going to lean towards the interests of the parents. <laughs> because we are parents and we've been there. Yeah, except, I mean, we took the kid's side in the influencer case. And it would be a hard pill to swallow where our kids to be like, please take all the Great Equalizer episodes off the air, moms, because we, yeah, it's that's our it. whole history. Here's, here's, here's Sam and Charlene, here is your whole dream that you have built and worked on blood, sweat, and tears. You have given of yourself, of your time, of your creative, of your creativity. Everything you have created over the last however many years, shut that shit down. Because it has my name and I didn't get yep. consent. And now you everybody have thought knows about all of that, that before you decided to do it in this way. Yikes. It's going to be a bit of to swallow, but it is what we'll have to do at that point. Mm. Okay. So, yeah, I think that's the bottom line. I also think the bottom line is that parents, especially, are always questioning themselves. But here we go again. At the end of the day, Sam, we cannot judge. You cannot yeah. judge. As much as you and I were sitting here judging today, there are too many sides to each of these there's stories. There's so many you, variables. You can't judge people. You know how they say there's, um, and your people don't like it when I say this, but how people say there's um, your side, there's my side, and there's the truth. For me, there's m m more. There's a lot more. More uh, variables, variables than just those than three just sides. Those yeah. three sides. I always say, don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. But <laughs> <laughs> it's true. There, there are so many variables because today the truth might be X, but what happened before we arrived at that point, there's always, what is it? Verschachtende uh, omstandigheden. Uh, what is that in English? Extenuating circumstances. Yes. There has to be. We have to, we have to be empathic and and just understand that there is no. It's not always black or white. There is a lot of gray There's area. There's so many variables, and even if you do place judgment even a little, just remember that a person has a, a whole history, and that you are not privy to. Exactly. So I mean, I'd love for our listeners to weigh in and for us to keep talking about this. Hey, yeah, yeah, no. maybe we should post a like, an am I the asshole story? Yes. Where, yeah. I actually have a couple uh, that I we should do on social media that I can think of just in my day-to-day -day surroundings. It was, things have happened to me and I've gotten in the car and driven off and thought to myself, was, was I being an asshole there? For, yeah. But you're just a parent. You're just doing the best that you can. So genuinely, listeners, you know this. We want you to chat with us and weigh in on our stories. Um, if you've had a, a trip to the shopping center and you just want to rant or swear or just cry, send us a DM. We'll keep it anonymous if you need us to or we'll plaster it across all of our social media platforms <laughs> if you want the world to hear your story. You can send it to us at the Great Equalizer podcast on Instagram or you can record one on your phone and just... Just email it to us. The email address is thegreatequalizer.za at gmail.com. Also, remember your bombing at mommings. I know you guys aren't putting yourselves up on a pedestal. I know this because Charlene and I struggle to do it. So each week, think of something that you did that was um, either mundane or amazing, but you did the thing. You, you mommed. 
you know, I w just to, to interject there, I watched an interesting interview with uh, Megan Trainor where she said she has taken to saying positive things to herself in the mirror because that the more she says it, the more it manifests in her life. So part of this bombing and momming and bad mom moment hashtags that we movement that we're wanting to start is we want moms to recognize more when they are doing well. Yeah. And when you are doing something shit, you have some support. We're here to hug and salute. Yeah, and, and we know be like, cook don't feel so bad. Yeah, yes. yeah. So that's why we want you to tag us in the hashtag bombing at momming or hashtag bad mom moments. Yeah. So, and you don't even have to make it public. You can, we get a lot of DMs where people give us their um, bombing at mommings or their bad mom moments. We'll be discreet. Your support is the most important thing to us here. So it's not about always putting it out on our platforms. It's about knowing that we have a sense of community and you are buying into what we're doing and you want to be a part of it. And just for Sam and I to know every share, every like, every, every mention, every comment, every interaction or engagement with you means the world to us. Guys, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. We are pretty much wherever you can get your podcasts now. Mm -hmm. yes. So if there's anywhere that you don't see us and that you want a platform that you want to listen to us on and we happen to not be there, let us know and we'll just make sure that we're there. So we, I'm talking about CastBox. We're on there now. We're on um, Apple. We're on Google. Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts. We are there on SoundCloud, of course. We are there. Um, if there's anywhere else that you want to listen to us. Let us we're know. Not, we're not there. Let us so know. So we can make our product available there. And thank you to the reviews we've gotten. Yes, they're so lucky. Hurrah. It's so nice. It's like, it's so crazy how uh, as adults or as humans, we just look for that positive reinforcement. Just or people telling us like, okay, we hear you, Sam and Charlene. You're not talking into a void or it's not only your moms that listen to the yes. podcast. It's... Yeah. It's so nice to hear. So, yeah. guys, the more we're thank seen, you. thank you. The more we're seen, the more this kind of interaction uh, happens with our listeners and you, our followers. The better this podcast will do. The more we will remain relevant for you, and we can just keep talking and just getting things off our chest. Charlene, I think that's it for this week. Until next time, keep, keep your, your mom, mom game strong. On today's show, please head on over to our website at www.thegreatequalizerza.com or catch us on Instagram at The Great Equalizer Podcast or on Facebook. If you want something a little more personal, email us at thegreatequalizerza at gmail.com and we'll get back to you. <laughs>